Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today I'm excited to be talking to Jason Dumbrow about his debut novel, Hello Heaven, Is Poppy There? Hi, Jason. Hello, Dan. Give us a little background on where the book came from. Well, it's a true story uh, about my experience as a nine-year-old child dealing with the death of my grandfather. Um in an attempt to share something that my family never talked about, uh, which was death and dying. It was like kind of, you know, my grandfather died and then he disappeared. Mm -hmm. And at that age, I didn't understand what death was. I didn't understand where he went. I didn't understand how I couldn't talk to him anymore. And the way in which I dealt with it um, as a nine-year-old, was to use my imagination. And this book is the the story of that imagination to try and help people, you know, parents talk to their kids about death and dying and what it means and what's happening and, and have it be a sort of not like a depressing conversation, <laughs> but more of an uplifting one. I agree. I don't find the book, your book to be depressing at all. I find it to be very straightforward and it, it you know, death is something that we all experience. We're going to die eventually. But, you know, as children, death hits us very differently than it does as an adult. And oftentimes it is, as you say, with your experience, that we don't understand or know what's going on. Because when it's someone you're close to and they're in your life, when they disappear, it's difficult for children to grasp onto, I think. It, it, it is, but uh, I think the more truthful we can be with our kids, um, because they do understand, they do comprehend, it might take them a minute, but they want to know the truth. They crave for the truth because they're trying to understand life. And if we don't talk about it and if we don't express the truth about what's happening, you know, in, in a sense you're lying to a kid to have them feel better so they don't get hurt, but they have to learn to deal with the hurt too. And I think if we overstep that, you know, we're really doing a disservice to the child. Um, that's just my opinion, but that's why I wrote this book is to help people, you know, not have it be such a taboo. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, children intuitively know so many more things than we give them credit for. They understand oftentimes the cycle of life a little bit better. I believe in reincarnation personally. So I believe that sometimes children are already closer to what they've experienced before. And so they're working on things. And I think that if we gloss over anything with children, they don't, they don't understand why you're glossing over it or why you're ignoring it because children grieve just as adults grieve. So sure. Do you, did you, so besides your experience, did you have other friends that had some type of similar experience when you were growing up? Do you remember? Um, not that I know of, because I never talked about it. 
this story I've never shared in 35 years. The one person I told was my nephew, whose uncle died when he was nine. And I thought maybe if I shared the story, he would try it out, you know, call heaven, (laughs) (laughs) talk to his uncle and have a conversation. But I don't think I didn't really know what to say. And because it was the first time I was sharing the story and I didn't know what he would understand, but I just told him a little bit as comfortable as I felt in that uncomfortability of sharing the story with my nephew. Um, and, and then it wasn't till a couple of years ago that it was the first time I had a conversation with my brother about how he felt, you know, uh, about my grandfather's death. Cause we never talked about it. It was just like he disappeared when, when he died and the family, we, we grieved and we did all the, the, the ritual stuff. And then it was like he was gone, but there was no upkeep of his memory, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, so this is kind of my tribute to keeping my grandfather's legacy alive, you know, like who he was for me. And um, and I think that's one, you know, a, a treasure of my own that I, you know, <laughs> that I did. But it's it's really a story that I'm sharing because I think it'll make a difference. And that's really where it's coming from. So did I talk about it when I was a kid? No. Did I, did other people have people that died? Sure. I'm sure they did, but did I know what to say or besides the usual, I'm sorry. And you know, for your loss and my thoughts are with your family and all that. But uh, I think that, you know, what makes this book so fun for me is that I got to relive the experiences, you know, and uh, right before I launched the book, I went to my grandfather's house in Brooklyn and sort of reminisced about the things that we used to do there because, you know, there was the stairs in the back that I used to run down and, you know, you'd have to time them because they weren't the same size. <laughs> <laughs> or like we used to play box uh, ball, you know, box uh, ball. I forget what they call it. Box ball, I think. Um, okay. A Brooklyn game, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> the boxes on the on the sidewalk, <laughs> um, and like the little fence they used to run, around. and it was just like you know, and the balcony at my uh, grandfather's house where there used to be like some chains that we used to like we just use our imagination, and that's what he encouraged us to do. And he would never, you know, I remember one time I was playing. They had this really cool bar set that was like in this. Uh, big cabinet, but it was just like the dr- the 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 thing would come down. It would mirrored and light up, and the rack glass rack was. I didn't even know what alcohol was. I was just like pretending I was a bartender <laughs> making things. And I remember somebody. I don't remember who it was, but someone at whatever event we were doing at my grandfather's house uh, was like, "Well, why are you letting him play with liquor?" You know, and and he was like, "What is he doing?" Sophie opens up a bot like it just was never an issue. Just let the kids play. Like it was just like let them play, let them do what he wanted to do. So that was really reminiscent before I launched the book because those are the stories that you know matter to me. Yes. And and I think when you tell a story with passion and something that matters to you, like I did in this book, um, those stories will remind you of the times that you spent with your grandfather or whoever. Um, that you lost. Um, and that was the hope to kind of stir up the memories to have the conversation be really juicy. Um, there's one thing I wanted to say uh, to a point you said earlier 
about kids understanding um, because I launched this book in New York at the elementary school that I graduated from in 1988. And I was a little nervous, but it just seemed to be the make the most sense. And uh, it started with the fourth graders and the fifth graders and then the third graders. So it was between those grades. And the words that Pete, that the kids would say about how they felt or what they got from the story. I mean, they used words like depressed and disappointed. And I'm like, you're 10 years old. How do you even know these words? You know, but uh, they, they got the gist of the book, you know, oh yeah, use your imagination. Oh yeah. Talk to whoever, you know, like they, they know, they get it. And I think that that was a really powerful thing for me to see because, you know, I know how they react. I know how it impacted them. I know that they like it. It's funny to hear when they laugh and what jokes they find funny. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, you thought that was funny, but you know, <laughs> I'm not them. I'm glad you're laughing. That's all. <laughs> well, and I, I do think that that's a big thing. You know, I, something you said, um, when someone would pass away, you would say the things that were nice to say. You know, when you teach a child, only to say the nice things, my thoughts and prayers are with you, blah, blah, blah. Right. But if the child doesn't understand the emotion behind it for themselves, they can only say nice things that they're taught because they can't really help someone grieve or be there for someone because they don't they don't have the tools for that. I'm hoping that today's parents are being more uh, straightforward with children. And it's not to say that your parents or my parents or someone who's, you know, more than 30 years old. It's not that our parents necessarily got it wrong. Maybe they only had so many tools in their tool bag. But this book gives us a tool to be able to say, here is something as a tool to both parents and children. For sure. It Did was... you have... Good, I'm sorry. Were there many parents there at your book launch or was it mostly kids in school? It was the kids, but uh, there were some teachers for sure. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, I remember uh, there was one teacher that caught my eye because I started playing the song that's associated with this book. And she started crying. And I just remember go, like playing this. I was playing the song and I'm like, oh my God, she's crying. And I wanted to stop to ask her if she was okay. But I'm like, keep going, play the song. <laughs> she's just getting moved. Just okay. <laughs> and it was like, well, so you've accomplished one thing you set out to do. Like, how do I care about this person and just let them have their experience? You know, like <laughs> it's a good sign. It's a good sign. But yeah, there were parents, and you know, it was nice to see some. Uh, there was one uh, teacher that happened to be the parent of someone I went to high school with in an elementary school. So it was fun to like see that, and somebody knew my brother. So you know, it was just fun. But like. To go back to that environment and, you know, that literally where my dream of writing and being a singer all came from, you know, these kids are at such a tender age where their imagination is so wild that that's where they're creating their those little dreams that they hold inside and never share or do or whatever. And it's like, no, we got to open up and listen to the kids and nurture those ideas and nurture those dreams because that's the gold. That's that's what. They're craving. They're craving that nurturing so that they can be who they think they should be. Absolutely. And 
And if we're stuck in a position where we don't learn to grieve at an early age, then that sort of stifles our creativity going forward. Because, you know, while no one lives for grief, it, grief is a natural part of life and you have to learn to navigate it. So I also want to, I love, well, I never know where the camera is. So I love wow. the fact that you use Dobermans. They are so beautiful. So, well, thank you. Well, it's because my dog is a Doberman and he plays me in the story. Perfect. And uh, is there a reason for using an animal rather than a human in, in your experience? Uh, well, with the company that I hired, uh, Dinosaur House, we kind of thought that to make the dogs, I don't know the word, he used a word that I would never be able to pronounce because I don't know it. It's like one of those SAT words. You're like, what was that? <laughs> it was like to humanize the dogs to make them... I don't remember. It starts with an A, but I don't remember. Um, you know, it was their suggestion, and 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 I just I don't. I think it was his suggestion. I think it was my suggestion to use the dogs because I wanted to use Disco, my dog, um, as the main character. But like, I think he was the one who said, "Well, we can call them the Dobermans or something." Like he was joking, but I was like, "That's exactly perfect because my last name is Dombrow and the Dobermans." pretty close and my dogs have Doberman, so why not? <laughs> and but I also I also think that when mainly, we sorry to just to answer your question, it was mainly done so that the kids could have something to gravitate towards and really like, you know it, oh, it's a, a dog. They everybody loves dogs, so why not? I, I mean my are against cats, but we're not getting <laughs> I have friends that have both, so you know it's all right. So but I do think I do think that using uh dogs in to share this story is a really great tool because it takes away a, a prejudice maybe against one skin tone or what have you so what you get is something that is very neutral by using an animal and i really applaud that greatly so you. you created a song to go along with this book is that right yes i did yes it's called All hey right. poppy um and it's available on all the streaming things or whatever they the kids use these days. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a cassette or a CD to buy. <laughs> <laughs> or an eight track. <laughs> right, I'll age myself. I'll go ahead and do that. So well for the camera, will you hold up the QR code for that track oh, sure, yeah. in case anybody wants to scan it with their uh, phone? That's what it looks like. This is the artwork for the album cover. I love and it. And then you know, the book there, I'll just hold it up for the sake of it, is Perfect. available on Amazon. And uh, if you want to follow Disco on Instagram, you can go here. And if you need to contact me, you can contact that's, me there. That's perfect. So you've yeah. shared your Instagram. Do you have a website or Facebook or Twitter or? I have a personal one, but I don't have anything really set up. This is We just launched on Thanksgiving, so everything's being created. Perfect. Perfect. Well, once again, the book is Hello Heaven. Is Poppy there? I so enjoyed this, Jason. I, I think Thanks. it's such a wonderful tool. I hope you the very, very best of success. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me on the show. Perfect. Hang on for me just a second. Sure. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out with Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com. 
on Twitter at OutWithDan, and on Instagram and Facebook at GoOutWithDan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out With Dan.